The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamperin. For the hottest listings in town, there's only one website you got to visit. That's robgolfie.com. Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Get the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfie team, on your team. 905-575-7700. If you're looking to buy a house or sell your home, call the Golfie team today at 905 905- Five five seven five seven seven zero zero. They're also on social media, practically everywhere: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check out their videos, their listings, awesome stuff on social. They're also winning the game in terms of uh, showcasing the most luxurious homes, not only here in Hamilton, Burlington, Niagara, the GTA, but around the world. Go to the website golfyluxury.com and you can also get an instant home estimate find out what your home could potentially be worth on the open market by going online to golfyhomevalue.com and if you have a question or a topic idea you'd like us to address on a future program send the golfy team an email questions at robgolfie.com is that email address we got some pretty cool topics we're going to get to today including some major red flags that you will want to avoid when looking for buying a house. Uh, What is exactly the missing middle when it comes to Canada's housing market? We're hearing that buzzword, the missing middle. We'll talk about that on the show. Believe it or not, and this is probably hard to believe, but there are still homes in this province selling for under $200,000. Find out where they are a little later on in the show. We'll also talk about why many parents are still helping their kids buy a home, uh, in particular in the GTA, but certainly it's happening in other communities as well. And we'll also talk about the gap here in Canada between real estate prices and the amount of money that people make. And when you compare it to the United States, It's mind-boggling to see this graph. We'll describe it for you uh, a little later on in the show as well. But to begin the day, as we usually do, what in the world is going on in the life of Rob Golfie? So this uh, this week we had uh, we uh, uh, kind of a, an outing with uh, the whole team and and it was like a baseball tournament. So we formed four teams. Okay. Each team con- each team consisted about probably about fourteen to sixteen players. We could have actually done six teams if we really wanted to, but we just wanted to do you know two quick ball games and uh, it was great. It was a three pitch only three. Uh, so you might as well swing at every pitch because <laughs> yeah. there's no ball. There's nothing. So. It, it was a fantastic day. We we all went to uh, it was we we played you know two diamonds back to back. They were there, so we had two games going out simultaneously. And then we had the final game, um, and I couldn't believe it. Like you know, I'm going up there, and I, and, uh, I mean, I, I didn't play much baseball in my life, but I thought I could hit it. And I can't believe it. Either, either the pitching was bad, or and we would pitch our own player right yeah. would pitch up to us. So anyway, it was good. It was a great day. Then we went to uh, Turtle Jacks after had food and dr- uh, drinks and everything like that. The food was fantastic. It was, it was a great night out. Fantastic. Everybody loved it. And it's just our way of, you know, uh, you know, keep our culture, everybody getting to know each other on a mm. fun level. And it was, it was really good. Really good. That, that but team building, story, is, that team building is huge though. I mean, that's, that's really oh. important, especially these day and age with, with so many people working remotely, getting the team together and having fun and just doing non work related stuff is, is massive. 
Oh, it, it is. It is. You know what? And everybody's just talking about it and, uh, and, and you know, just saying how great, great of an afternoon it was. And it, and like, I didn't actually get home till probably quarter to, uh, 10, uh, uh, that night. So nice. we started at three o'clock and it went and, you know, like, you know, everybody's just hanging out, having wings and stuff like that. Um, at the, at the restaurant after. So it was good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a fun night. But the one thing I want to talk about mm-hmm. is during the game, I mean, not during the game, in between games, uh, we had an ice cream truck there. So everybody, you know, can get an ice cream and everything. So the, there was a couple in the ice cream truck say, Hey Rob, how you doing? I go, great. Yeah. Let's go on. You know, so I don't see remember, but, uh, we were so happy that you told us not to sell our house. Oh, wow. And yeah, yeah. And they go, they go, it, it, they go, you know what? It, 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 we, we're so happy that you convinced us to keep our house, not sell it. They, and they just whatever was going on in their life, I, you know, I remember when I was sitting down with them and, and I vaguely remember, this is, this is probably, well, um, I'm not sure how many years ago, but I remember that I said, you're moving for the wrong reasons. I says, do what you can to stay here because it, you will regret this move. Hmm. And so I, I mean, I haven't seen these people in, in years and they came up to me and just like thanked me and said, you, you thank you for not, you know, just writing up the listing and selling it and, and not, I basically talked them out of, uh, selling their house. Now that's, you know, I'm a salesperson, right? <laughs> My job is to sell houses, right? We, yeah. Was it you know, opposite you know day that day? Um, yeah, exactly. So, but I, I, but I do recall doing this probably in my lifetime, I, I'd say at least, I'd say somewhere between 10 and 15 times that I've convinced people you're moving for the wrong reasons. Don't move. And, uh, uh it could be more, but I I'm telling you, like, there's sometimes you've got to listen to the story. And I always say, I love listening to people's stories. And sometimes people open up and I, and, and if I'm sitting there in front of them, um, I, I, like I don't want them to bury themselves more after the move. You know, you know what I mean? Like sometimes they can end up moving. Like the cost to move is a lot of money. And sometimes people, they feel they have to move and maybe they're in debt or something that, that'll help them out of the move. But a lot of those people end up regretting doing that move. Mm. So they have to really, really be careful and, and, and look at their situation and, uh, and find out is it, is it the right thing to do. And for a lot of people, it is not the right thing to do. And like, and, and, and it just costs them so much money and they end up realizing what do we do? And we have people sometimes realize like the day of moving before moving, like two weeks, three weeks, a month before moving, uh, they're like, they're not happy about moving. And, and it's not like, if we don't know their story, then we're not going to be able to, direct them in the right direction. And, uh, and I'm not going to, so for me, myself, if I'm meeting with somebody and I'm hearing their story, I'll know if it's the right, right move or not for them. And, uh, and I, and I like listening. Some people will tell their story. Some people won't. The more I know, the more I know if it's, if it's right or not for them. But yeah, it was nice to get that compliment from somebody. Hey, thanks for not selling my house. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, you that, know, that but, is a great um, story. That is a great and and shows the impact of, you know, the experience and the knowledge that you have, not only of the market, but, you know, reading people and trying to figure out, you know, what what is their ultimate game plan. And in that case, clearly, you were not convinced that they were doing it for the right reasons. So good on you for saying, hey, this is what you should be doing. And, and they're obviously very grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. It was great. It was great for them 
like, I mean, I, I meet so many people and I, and sometimes I don't recognize people, but I, I recognize ad, addresses. If they say, well, yeah, what street you live on? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You've got the two, two and a half story, you know, this on the front porch and all that kind of stuff. I remember that. Like, uh, and it, it's just funny. That's how the brain works because of, you know, I'm always looking at houses, but yeah, it was good. It was a nice feeling. And, and, uh, you know, for someone to say, you know, thank you for not, uh, selling cause they would have been a different situation. They probably wouldn't even own a house today if, if, uh, if they did so. Wow. Uh, let's go to another story. And this involves, um, a young couple who purchased a home and now they're doing something a little different to the home. Yes. This is a perfect example, um, that I'm going to, uh, talk to you about now. Uh, I sold this uh, couple a house and it's a, a side split. Now they lived there for, I think about a year and a half, two years. Uh, you know, they, they, they both make good money. No problem. All that kind of stuff. And, um, so they want to put a, uh, they want to put an addition to the house and they're going to reface the house. So, which is, which is fantastic. You know, there was another house in the neighborhood, did that same thing. And, uh, and they, they liked it very much, but the one thing is, so they have to get a contractor. Now they felt that they can do a lot of the work themselves and they felt that, and these guys are not contractors, this couple, young couple, Mm -hmm. not contractors. They just, you know, they may have some friends and family that can help them out do different things. So, um, they, uh, met up with this one guy, he's a contractor, um, that this couple, the, I think the wife went to school with, right. You know, so they figured, okay, this is great. This guy's not going to charge us that much. He's going to be a contractor. And I think they're, uh, uh, whatever the contracting fee wasn't that much to think, but they paid him everything up front. This was a, this was somebody they grew up with and went to school with. So mm. they trusted him and, and I, and, and I, and I saw them and I said, that's one big mistake you don't do. You don't pay everybody up front. And also the price was so cheap that you are not going to get the service level that you should get when you're doing a project this big. So, so two, two, two flags there. One, um, you know, because it was such a cheap, the contracting price, I think it was what $6,000 that they were being uh, charged for. So, and they paid that up front. So those two, two big mistakes there. The second one is now he's, ha- he's hard to get a hold of. He doesn't have the experience mm-hmm. and he doesn't have, and he doesn't have, uh, like it, he's trying to do things. He's not doing them right. And it's just a disaster. He, now this couple moved in with their parents, with, uh, with their parents. And, uh, these people are, I'm going to tell you something. These people are going to be out of their house for two years. And this job should only take maybe eight months to do. Wow. And, and I, I, I can see the future. So, and one time, you know, the, the concrete guy was supposed to show, show up and, uh, they're not, not ready. The forms aren't done and everything. Now they moved out. I think it was February, February, the end of February or 1st of March. So they, they've already, they've already moved out. They, you know, they got in quite a bit. They tore down walls and everything already during that time, but they haven't, even the poured concrete for the foundation. Wow. Yeah. And, and it, so, so we got March, April, May. So we're already four and a half, uh, five months. We're four and a half, five months in, and they haven't even gone to the first step of a, like a poured concrete foundation for the addition yet. And that, it's just a mess. And anyway, we're running out of time. I'll finish quickly in, in the next segment okay. on this. 
Yeah, this sounds like a juicy story with a uh, a juicy ending. We're also going to get into the gap between real estate prices and incomes in Canada and how they relate to those in the U.S. The difference is absolutely startling. You will not want to go away. Stay tuned. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative. Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. You can find them on the World Wide Web, robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. Give them a like on Facebook. Check out their TikTok account, Twitter, and Instagram as well. You can also go online to golfyhomevalue.com and get an instant home estimate. That website again, golfyhomevalue.com. So let's get to the conclusion of this story. A young couple hires a contractor, uh, gives them all the money at once. It was a super cheap price. Red flags going off everywhere. Uh, things aren't getting done. There's huge delays. And 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 what what's the rest of the story? So they're 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 all five months in, and they haven't even gone to the first step. So. And then, and then they end up putting this, uh, somebody talked them into buy, putting in this expensive geothermal furnace, which costs a fortune. Oh, no. And yes, they'll save money on a monthly basis uh, on the cost, but, it, but, but for, to pay this, pay this thing out, to, to make it worth your while, it's like, I think, 15 years later that you'll actually, you know, make it, make it back. It's, it's like putting a steel roof or a slate roof on. How many years? Like, yeah, it's good for a lifetime, but... But really, most people end up moving within seven years, uh, <laughs> most most likely. So, so they're 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 following the wrong advice from the wrong people. And 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 my advice on this is, don't take on a big project thinking that you can. Okay, I'm gonna you know take down the walls, clear everything out to save money doing that, and maybe I'll get somebody else to do you know the the, the drywall and all or whatever, and I'll pay like I'll put it up. Do not do that. You will, you'll be in construction forever. I knew somebody else that hired the cheapest guy to put a kitchen in and it, and guess what? The guy didn't finish. So they were, had half a kitchen for almost a year and then they had to find somebody else to finish it. And people do not like finishing other people's jobs and that's what makes it more expensive. So it's worth hiring the right person all the time. I, I, I see so many people trying to save money, but in the long run, it costs money. And sometimes the people that end up costing you a lot of money are the people that you know. You know what I mean? Because they're doing you a favor, but the problem is they're charging you little, but their, their ambition and, and their drive to do that job is not there just because they didn't charge you that much. And, and I'll tell you, I had this one company do uh, landscaping for me uh, on, on my property. And I had construction guys in my house working and then landscapers outside working. The construction guy and, and the construction guys were going, Rob, like these guys are good. I go, yeah, you should be, you should be taking lessons from them <laughs> because, <laughs> because the, the landscape guys, and it was a big landscape job that I had, you know, I was putting, you know, a lot of brickwork pavilion in the backyard and everything. And I didn't have to babysit them. They, 
what they said they were doing, they were doing. Now, it, 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 they weren't cheap, but guess what? I didn't have to babysit there. I didn't have to be there. Mm-hmm. I, if there was anything wrong, you know what happened? They were putting a post in, a six-by-six six post, uh, cedar post, and they put it in, and I walked by and, and, uh, and the, that night, and I thought, well, it, it, it's got a crack, like a big, heavy crack in there in, in, that, so the, in that post. And I So anyway, the next day, uh, and it, it was concrete in. The next day, first thing they did is they pulled it out. They saw it themselves. I didn't even have to say a word to them. Wow. That's what, it, and I saw it. They probably knew that I would probably recognize that. They probably knew that's not the way they do their work. Yeah. They pulled it out, put another another post that's you know not cracked or anything, and I and I appreciated that. That's that's what you pay for, yeah. And sometimes people can't afford that. I get it. I understand that. I, I understand that. But believe me, there's always people that there's the high end people, there's the very cheap people, there's people in the middle mm-hmm. that can do that work at close to the higher end people. But and but those are the people that you got to use to, no matter what job it is, whether it's landscaping, whether it's, you know, doing a bathroom or doing a, a you know, anything like you got to find the right people to do the job and it'll be satisfactory. Even if it's a little bit more money, I'm telling you, I I've done, I've done the cheap guys. I've done it. I'm done with those guys because they are, you know, are, are, are problems because, and and then and they are problems and there are surprises with those people. Mm-hmm. So I just I feel sorry for this couple. I see what the future is going to hold for them, and and I the one thing I did t- when I talked to them, I said you shouldn't have paid that guy in full that contract. I said I, I would just write that money off and find somebody else. I told him just do it. Yeah. And but but they're still having a hard time doing that. Yeah, it's a pretty sad story. And I mean, this is really, it goes down to the old adage, you you really do get what you pay for. And if you're going to go on the cheap, especially with a home reno or, or, or landscaping, in, in your case, if you go the cheap way, you're probably going to get something that not only looks cheap, but is going to give you a lot of headaches. Oh, for sure. For sure. Let's move on to uh, a really startling, um, uh, I guess, graph that you have shared with me when it comes to home prices and the gap between real estate prices and incomes in this country looks uh, absolutely absurd when they're compared to our neighbors to the south in the United States. Because when you add in things like uh, permitting and all the extra costs that go into taxes and, and development charges and all that kind of stuff. Cities like uh, Toronto in particular, Vancouver, certainly the, the price goes up and up and up. And when you compare Canada to the U S when it comes to home prices, incomes, and population, there's no comparison because in the United States, those three factors are fairly close home prices, income, and population fairly close when it comes to Canada, population and income are pretty close, but home prices is way off the charts. Um, this is something that needs to be addressed for sure. Oh, it, it is. And I couldn't believe the difference. I mean, like usually we're kind of a mirror image of, of the United States and, and, you know, like what they do, you know, interest rates and economies and everything else like that, that goes on between Canada and the United States. But I'm looking at the graph for home prices, how they just, blew up. Mm-hmm. It, it blows the United States out of the water. It, it like, it, it's just unbelievable. And, and, and I know that the PC government, I forget his name, uh, that's running for, uh, against Trudeau it's in the next election. Pierre uh, Polyev. Sorry. Pierre Polyev. Pierre Polyev. He was um, making a statement indicating that he is going to push municipalities 
cities and towns, listen, if you're building more, we're going to give you more. And any, any saying like, you can't understand we got countries, both we're probably a bigger country than the United States or the same size. And our housing cost is up. We got more land than they do that we can build. And it's just not happening. I know we're more, we got more colder, uh, uh, weather in, in the North, but, but the thing is, it's just, uh, mind boggling. And, and, and we are building less homes than we are in, in the 1970s, mm-hmm. 60s. Like, yeah, it's this, just, this so I, I, I just don't, I just don't get it. I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. And then what's happening is, um, uh, I guess, you know what they were, they were saying that in homes in, in Toronto are now costing home buyers, uh, like, like the, 350,000 extra over the cost of building development, zoning taxes and mm-hmm. permitting. And in Vancouver, it's, it's 600,000. So just, Hey, here's a lot. We're going to build you a house, but that our break even point just on the lot is 600,000. So they're going to make yeah. money on the lot plus the build. So that's why our housing is so expensive. Like the, the, the lot development charges between Hamilton to Burlington you know, I think in Niagara, it could be around 30,000. And then when you get to Hamilton, maybe 50, 60, and then Burlington, maybe in the 70,000, that's just a development charge. That's just, Hey, I want to build a house. Okay. Well, we need 70 grand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the development charge, then that's not including the permitting and, and all the other stuff that they have to do. But it's, it's my, it, you know, and no wonder it's so hard for us to, to build houses in this country. It, it's just costing too much just to get to that level. And, Builders right now are going, you know what, the cost to, you know, to, to file a development charge permits and everything, people aren't, aren't willing to pay that right now. Builders are struggling. There's one big builder locally is offering 3% commission to realtors if they show like, you know, hey, listen, <laughs> they're waving their flags. Listen, we're here. Come on, bring your clients over here <laughs> and we'll pay you more money if you bring them here. And you know what, like... <sighs> Listen, if the client likes the house, they'll buy it. You can't, the commission can't make a difference. Like I always say that, you know what I mean? Like if the client loves the house, they're going to buy it, whether, uh, and, but they, but they're just trying to incentive, incentivize the agent to, you know, kind of drive them towards their, uh, subdivision. But it's just incredible. The difference, like what, like, Hey, when I, when I sent that to you, you probably were shocked. Absolutely. And I'll just describe it for our listeners who don't have the luxury of looking at it. But this is basically showing the percentage gain or percentage change from 1975, the first quarter, to the third quarter of 2022. The latest kind of data in terms of population and income and, and, uh, you know, uh, home prices. So in the United States, uh, if we were to start at, you know, that 0% level in 1975, the percentage change up to 2022 population-wise Roughly a 50% gain, uh, 50% from 1975. When it comes to incomes, you know, there's been some kind of ebbs and flows, but for the most part, it's up about, let's just call it 105%. Home prices, you know, they were dipping and diving throughout the financial uh, uh, crisis in, in 2008-09, but have come back up and are basically around, let's just say, 110, 115%. So not a huge gap between income and home prices. Compared to Canada, it's been a lot of ups and downs over the years, but certainly from the early 2000s, the population has steadily increased to maybe 80%. Incomes, roughly around 100% increase. Home prices 
are more than, or at one point, were more than 400% higher than they were in 1975. They've come down a little bit, as we know, but my gosh, what a difference it is between the two countries who, who basically have the same kind of, at least in the northern part of the uh, United States, same kind of climate. It's staggering to see the difference. Oh, I know, I know. And so something's got to change because uh, we're going to be at this level for a long time. It, 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 unless it comes crashing down, which I can't see uh, happening, it's just that um, with the immigration level that's coming in and, and the, the size of the country, we're so far behind. It is not funny. Mm-hmm. It is. We are so far behind. I couldn't believe when I saw this chart. I was. Uh, I was like, "Holy smokes!" You know, it was. It was pretty. Uh, pretty. Pretty bad to see. Let's get to uh, our next topic, and this is an interesting one because I think a lot of people are either in this boat or have been in this boat. And this is um, a 2022 study by the Ontario Real Estate Association that found that four in ten Ontarians have helped their children financially when purchasing a home, with 72% gifting money to help with a down payment, 61% loaning money to help with a down payment, and 38% helping with money for mortgage payments. And on average, parents who gifted money for a down payment gave more than $73,000. Parents who loaned money gave almost forty-one grand. So a lot of parents helping their kids with a lot of money. And, and especially when you're looking at the GTA, maybe even throw in the GTHA, a lot of parents have to do this. Otherwise, their kids won't be able to afford a home. They, they, have, they have no choice. It's, it's the only way. And the ones, the ones that were giving the $40,000 uh, were loaning, they obviously were struggling themselves. That, not, not struggling, but they just didn't have the money like the other ones that were given 73000 Yeah. And, uh, but the ones that were gifting 73,000, obviously the parents, you know, were, were good at savings or they had more equity, their houses were paid for to re, you know, to put lines of credit or whatever. But it, it is, but the, this thing has been going on though for years. Like even in the, in the sixties, uh, parents would probably loan their kids. I think back then they would get more loans than they would get gifts mm-hmm. as much. Yeah. But, but there's, there's always been times where, um, couples, young couples would have to get money from their parents, um, you know, in buying houses. Like, uh, it just, it's just, it's going to be a continuation. And now without the help of somebody, when people are buying houses, it, it's going to get, the, the stretch is going to get wider and wider. Now it will catch up with the rental market. Now they're building a lot of apartment buildings right now, which is going to eventually catch up, uh, to where a point where there's, uh, the, the rental market is going to come down in price. And, and, but right now, like, like if you don't have a house, your, your rent is high. Mm-hmm. Like, like people, people are spending probably 36,000, $40,000 a year on rent. And if you think about that, if you do that for 10 years, you've just given three, $400,000 to your landlord, which is, mind-boggling and 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 it's not like i mean you calculate it all it's a lot of money and um so so if you, you know if you can get a gift or a loan mm-hmm. to get that house you know you know you know try to do it because at least you'll get that money back um and in in, in the, about with pre- house prices going up so if you're going to pay four hundred thousand dollars in 10 years chances are you would have made that four hundred thousand dollars back on owning a house 
So you reinvest it. Owning a house is like a poor savings, I like to say. You know, it's a good poor saving. Mm-hmm. Well, I like the, uh, the the one anecdotal uh, evidence that one homeowner had who said, my house was paid off. I had, you know, obviously a lot of equity in the home. So I used some of that plus some money that I had in the bank to, uh, you know, gift this amount of money to my child because why wait till I'm dead to offer my inheritance? I might as well do it while I'm alive and enjoy, they can enjoy, they can start building that equity as well. So that's a great way uh, of doing it for sure. Uh, lots to come when we come back, including... There are, believe it or not, still homes in Ontario selling for under 200K. We'll get to that next year on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a home, call the number one Remax team in Canada. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. They're dominating the social media game as well. They have some great listings on things like TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Give them a like, give them a follow, and uh, get into your next home potentially by uh, taking on the golfy team as part of your team. Uh, This is a really interesting story, and I would have never guessed it, but there are still homes in Ontario that are listed for $200,000 or less. Rob, where are these homes? (laughs) <laughs> a lot of them are in trailer park, trailer park <laughs> homes. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you, the, there, there was a, uh, a place in Beamsville that have uh, a trailer, trailer park homes and they were selling like, you know, 40,000, 30,000, 50,000. Yeah. And you could literally buy those, renovate them and flip them. I mean, the, the, the money that you'd make, it could be twenty, $30,000. It depends. You didn't have to put that much money in those. And, um, uh, but these things are going for now 150000 Now, Glamborough has one. They have a, a, a place like that. And Hamilton, you know what? It, it was achievable before COVID to get something like that. Um, I, you, know, you know, the odd one would show up. You know, like, and, it, and, it, and we, if you do a search criteria looking for everything under 200 and under, I, I don't think anything will show up uh, <laughs> in Hamilton. But uh, unless it's, uh, unless something is so beat up that, Literally, you're just buying a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, it's 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 insane like that, uh, and that's not that long ago. Like it's not that long ago that you could have purchased a house, maybe needs a paint job, some you know, fixing up with the plumbing work and yeah. and, and little things like that. But otherwise. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not easy to find that. Well, of interest, there was a new report um, unveiled by a company called Point Two that looked at of the major cities in Canada, the large communities, including Hamilton, um, how many homes under two hundred are being listed, under two hundred thousand are being listed, and lo and behold, Hamilton is actually number one on the list, where point three four percent of the listings. So, barely a house out there. Uh, is listed for under 200000 So in Hamilton, there might be one or maybe two, but that's number one on the list, followed by Ottawa at 0.25%, Toronto at 0.04%, and nothing right now, at least, in Mississauga and Brampton. But uh, yeah, Hamilton, number one on the list for major markets with homes under two hundred k. Again, there's probably only one or two of them in the city, and yes, they are trailers. 
gap. <laughs> it's crazy. I Absolutely. know. That's, what, I know. Let's crazy. Talk, let's talk about the missing middle in Canada's housing market because that's a buzzword that is that is you know being carried about. Uh, a lot of politicians talking about that. Uh, a lot of home builders saying, "Hey, listen, we have to build in the missing middle," and and basically these are for lack of a better term, high occupancy kind of housing units. So those, uh, those triplexes, those four pads, those, you know, however many multiple units in a listing um, is described as the missing middle. How, how missing are they in Hamilton? You know what? They, they are missing because they're not being built that way. The only way, like, like, like missing middle housing is called such because it has gone missing during the past 60, 70 years. This includes duplexes, like you said, triplexes, fourplexes, and row houses and townhouses and other house types. Now they don't they don't really build duplexes. Like they don't they don't build those. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, um, some builders have, and I've seen some. Uh, I, I actually in um, there's some in, in I think Benbrook that they were doing uh, a part uh, like apartments in in the basement, and I saw some in Niagara Falls. They say like they basically have a, a walk down going into the basement but they're fully furnished apartments downstairs. And then the upstairs you have like a two story. So you have the main floor and the upper floor. Mm-hmm. Now that's what's missing. And if they build, build more of those people are buying them because now they got rental income that helps support them to afford to buy that house. And, and that, and that's what's going to happen. But what's going on right now, people are converting their bungalows into duplexes mm-hmm. and, and, and in order to uh, uh, afford the, the mortgage. And it, now, even when you see rentals on the market, uh, on the remarks you're seeing, okay, it only includes main floor or includes the whole home. Like, you, like, like all the rentals out there for homes, it's not the whole house anymore as it used to be. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And and yeah, those bungalows, uh, you know, I'm seeing in my neighborhood, I'm sure others in Hamilton are seeing it in their neighborhood where there's a, a great looking bungalow on a street. And then all of a sudden you have a couple of families moving in because uh, the homeowner has altered the, the, the scope of the property, which, you know, is identifying a huge issue in our community. There's a lot of that missing middle that needs to be addressed. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the major red flags when you are looking to buy a house, not only in Hamilton, but Anywhere on the planet, I am sure this list will apply. Rob will have the details for you next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go run here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. If you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one Remax team in Canada, the Golfy team, at 905 575 7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Let's get to it. The 10 major red flags with what to look for when you are buying a house. What should we be wary of when we're searching for that home? Oh, the, the first one is scent. And uh, you got to be careful with that. And agents are, are, are really, uh, they're, the, they're at fault for this because if they walk into a house and let's say the scent in the house is not that great, mm-hmm. they'll say, hey, here's some fresh air fresheners here, plug them in. Uh, and, uh, you know, hopefully they mask whatever smell they have. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it's, but, but the thing is sometimes people have pets and they're, they're not as, as, uh, 
uh, house, their housekeeping with their pets is not as good as it should be. Yep. And sometimes the pets pee in the house and carpets and it smells up the house. So, um, and then, and it gets into the wood and it's hard to get that smell out of that wood. So that's, that's one. I remember when my, when my wife and I were looking for our house that we're currently, we're still in, we went, you know, from home to home to home, looking at all these different homes. And I remember one house in particular, we went in and I'm not sure what the couple had cooked before we got there, but it was still very aromatic in the house. And we thought, oh, this is not good. Not, not to say that the house was bad, but just the experience of walking in, you want to walk in and, you know, just get a, that first kind of sense of, you know, is this the home for us? And then we walked in and thought, Wow, we got to get out of here. This is this is not a good yeah. <laughs> not a good sign. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, other red flags when uh, buying a house. I'm sure you know if you're looking at the neighbors and their homes are a wreck. That's probably a big red flag too. It, it is, yeah, absolutely. Look at the neighbors' home. See how they take care of it. You know, like see if they got a lot of junk in the backyard. Um, that is a good indicator of how the neighborhood is. Um, an, an, another one is if you are walking through the house, you know, kind of, you know, I'm not saying jump like crazy on a tiled floor, but if that tile floor can handle like jumping and there's no cracks, especially if it's a newer house, Hey, then you know that they did a good job on the tiling and the, and the support underneath that. Um, an, another, another one is, um, when they, uh, for instance, the, the, the housekeeping, like I always look at the filter. The, the, the furnace, furnace filter. filter. Okay. It's a big indicator. I look at the uh, furnace filter um, and, you know, I mean, just to see if these guys take care of this house, like to see if they do the maintenance because, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's a huge factor. Uh, and, I and I tell my clients, hey, listen, when's the last time you changed the filter? Change it because guys like me walking through showing clients, I'm looking at the filter. Mm -hmm. I look, I pull it out. Hey, okay. Like if that filter doesn't look like it's been changed in about a year or so, then you know that these people really don't maintain their house that well. That means they're not, you know, with the housekeeping and doing everything else. Another, another good factor is uh, you got to check, check the windows. Sometimes you should pull and open and close or up and down, whatever the windows, uh, all the way to make sure that they were put in right. Because a window that hasn't been put in right, they can't open that easily. They may be so hard to push up or hard to push down. You've got to make sure, even builders, even a brand new house, sometimes they, they make mistakes like that. I saw one house that they built this fire stone fireplace on the second floor, and it totally twisted the house. Windows weren't closing right, everything. Like, they did not do the structure right with this fireplace on the second floor. And this was a brand new house. This is years ago. And I know the house I drive by and I look, oh, uh, I, I know if that house ever goes for sale and I have a client looking at it, uh, we're going to check every window on that house. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, but yeah, those things, uh, uh, foundations, most houses, you know, they have, most houses have hairline cracks on the floor. Don't let that scare you because that's, that's just normal. Don't let that scare you. But, but the, if they're getting pretty thick or, or anything, be careful. Now, I tell my clients not to paint the basement floors. And because to me, I think you're hiding something. Uh, you don't want painted freshly up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just because you're, you're hiding something, you don't want the stains to show up. Uh, and they say, okay, let's cover this. It's better to show that this basement is dry, even though there might be stains from the water heater or the furnace built, you know, the furnace, the, hum the humidifier. But do not do not do that. When you see a freshly painted floor, it, it's scary. Especially you go downstairs and you can smell the paint still, even though it was painted like, you know, 
two weeks prior or, or a month prior. It's, it's not a good indicator. Don't do that. I mean, uh, if you're going to paint your floor, do it now and put your house up for sale a year from now because it'll show if there's any leaks or anything. Because you want a floor that looks like it's been there uh, painted uh, for a while. So those those are a lot of uh, indicators. And, it, and then uh, um, and then if there is a leak in a corner, you see some moisture. Um, check the outside to see if the, the downspouts are not going directly down below. Um, it, so you want to you want to you know take care of that. And and if you see a, a, a cold room painted, freshly painted, you know they got mold. In my opinion, that's my opinion. So you got to watch out for that. And uh, don't like you know like the like the, the furnace room, the cold room, or the uh, cantina, as they call it. Yep. You got to watch out for, for mold on that that kind of thing. Great tips from uh, Rob Golfie. Some red flags when you are looking to buy a house. If you're in that boat, give the Golfie team a call. The number one REMAX team in Canada, 905-575-7700, online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Thank you for listening to the Golfie Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless other Otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.